Welcome to Dustress. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Hello, and welcome to an Elder Stream Games production of Dustress. This podcast is made possible by our patrons, Brian Bridges, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan from LCP D&D, and our very own Don Bewley and Brian Rafe. Please stay tuned after the story to hear about the great projects these guys are working on. We'd also like to thank We'd also like to thank Eric S. Pat for joining our patrons and and we will have a brand new episode intro coming next episode. Thank you very much, Eric, for joining our patrons. And now let's get back to Dustress. Last episode, y'all met a pirate woman, the captain Karina Bianchi. She uh, is transporting you the three girls that were taken slaves and the twins that are uh, working as servants, priestess of uh, Arche to the cove so that y'all can then help them get further north to Hilltop. Rick seemed to have a kind of odd reaction when he heard the pirate captain's name. Um, And she is a fellow traveler, came through about 10 years ago, and he shared with the two of you that she's from a mafia family. Russell was excited to find cannons on the ship. Brigard was excited to learn about controlling the ship and controlling the weather. And Rick was staying down out of the way, trying not to be seen. So as evening comes around on the ship and y'all gather around to have a bite to eat and whatnot. Baldrick will come up sit down by Rick and hold out a piece of paper to you. Rick just like looks at him takes it. He just shrugs his shoulders and says I don't read the captain's notes. I immediately start sweating bullets. And Russell collects (laughs) <laughs> uh, I I take it I open it um, It simply says I realize you're Extremely busy but Fun fact of the day Google will autocorrect Azamar But it says uh, I know you're extremely busy But if you have time Come see me in my quarters this evening Oh shoot I think I muted you guys <laughs> <laughs> Yep. He doesn't even know he's walking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! What did I do? <laughs> can you uh, hear us now? Yes, I can. <laughs> so y'all were were sitting down to dinner this first evening, and Baldrick walked up and handed Rick a piece of paper. Oh, we're back in the game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, he handed uh, Rick a piece of paper. When Rick kind of looked at him funny, he told Rick that he didn't read the captain's notes. 
And when Rick took the paper, he turned around and walked off. Rick opened the paper and read it and said he started sweating bullets, which Brigard said, he's sure you're catching. <laughs> before I started sweating bullets before I read it. And I have, in fact, not yet read it. Well, you said you opened it up. I, I opened it up. And then you were in the process of telling me what it said. It says, I know you are an extremely busy man, but if you have time, please see me in my cabin this evening. <laughs> Rick is just like, fuck, 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 fuck. You know something. Well, kid, how do you want to play it? I don't, I don't fucking know. Ugh. Perhaps she knew you as well as you knew it knowing her. Uh, Are you famous where you're from, Rick? No, I'm not. No, my dad's just an idiot. Fucking dumb shit. Uh, fuck. We, we need to uh, make sure that you uh, publish your bingo card on Twitter for the fans. Yeah. Yes. So fans, if, fans, if you're hearing this episode, start looking for Russell's bingo card. After each episode goes up the next day, just put up your updated card. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that one of them is just something furry. <laughs> one of them's fairy. So that's interesting how that's going to work. Well, I figured Russell doesn't necessarily know the proper terms for bay or something like that. Or that okay. dry Russell has a bingo card. Yes, this is Russell's bingo card. <laughs> He's over there fucking scrawling it out in the corner. <laughs> Writing it on a plank of wood that's in the ship. Okay. Uh, I was four Rick... spots away when you guys mentioned Undine in the last session. I was like, oh, the elemental races. <laughs> Glad I could contribute. Rick, Rick's over there having a fucking like panic attack. Like he he's gonna get brained. He 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 just knows it. So Rick's having a panic attack while Russell's making his bingo card. Rick, if you don't feel comfortable going alone, I will be by your side if you need. And then what? We all get brained. <laughs> Look, Rigard can help me out here. I got a spell, or I can keep an eye on you make sure you're not hurt or nothing something goes south we'll be there real quick uh, fuck 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 all right yeah sure fine can you do a sense motive on the writing to see if there's like a if it's like an accusatory or if it's flowery seductive i don't know <laughs> i don't I think you can sense motive the okay. writing. Well, like if I'm like come to my come to my quarters and if I write it all in block letters, I'm clearly going to kill you. But if I'm write nice fine calligraphy, you know You could sense motive her if you wanted, as she is sitting at the head of the table where everybody is having their dinner. Um, all the dots on her eyes are low. Oh, hearts. she's fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was... Also like, she's not, like, sitting real close to y'all by any means. She's sitting at the head of the table with some of her crew around her. <laughs> Rick is probably just, like, 
like, like blankly staring, like off in her direction. And Rick was pretty sure he'd gotten away from people passing notes in class when he had left when he had left the the modern world. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, so if any of y'all want to roll sense motive on her, you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not very good. That's an item. It's a plus three. Oh, uh, fourteen. Okay. Anybody else? Yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. It'd be a 20. Mod 20. Alright, so she's kind of watching as Baldrick hands him this letter and he opens it and reads it. And when he starts to look kind of panicked, y'all see her kind of giggle. Um, she, she seems to be finding this kind of amusing and she leans over and whispers something to Baldrick. y'all can make a perception if you want to try to hear it <laughs> might as well in for a penny yep nope 24 I got a 10 because I rolled another 4 so yeah Brigard you hear her when she leans over to Baldrick and she's kind of laughing and she's like I didn't even think about the way that sounds. I've scared the poor kid shitless. <laughs> and then Brigger shouts, I smell no shit from this end of the table, Captain. Russell just falls out of the chair. <laughs> like the whole crew is, is laughing and looking at you like you've lost your damn mind. <laughs> Rick just like, like lightly backhand left. Rick is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> oh, Captain hey, asked I'm a question. I just responded. Um, <laughs> thank you for that update, Brigger. <laughs> That's very helpful. <laughs> Brigger make water. Rick make shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, on a totally unrelated note, she'll kind of look at the other two of you and be like, is your friend slow? <laughs> you, 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 you have to forgive me. Uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, ne- ne- never mind. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Rick picks up on that one and is just like, fucking asshole. She's gonna kill all of us. <laughs> no, everything I've heard of her, she's a benevolent leader. <laughs> like, she's just her. sitting there watching y'all have this conversation. Sure, it's fine. I broke the ice for you, Rick. Go, see what she needs to talk about. Well, it's in her cabin. <laughs> Later. Not now. She's right there. Oh. <laughs> God, then we're all gonna die. <laughs> Who, who's dying, dear? Rick just like clams up. It's just like. Come on. Nothing. We have a medical officer if you need one. Nope. I'm fine. 
She'll look back at Russell and I see what you mean. <laughs> Counting this is a second time. <laughs> God damn it. Rick's going to excuse himself silently. And. <laughs> and. Stealthfully, one would hope. You can roll a stealth? That was a not amazing roll, but I think I get a lot, so... 16. Yeah, that was not an amazing roll. <laughs> but, uh, nobody's going to say anything to you as you leave unless one of your companions say something. No, not this time. Alright. So even Brigard has uh, enough, uh, sense to let you walk quietly away. Russell's gonna wait for him to get right to the door and then just dead man walking. <laughs> uh, I I cast prestidigitation. What are you your pants? No, oh, uh, I'll, I'll let you know next time. Uh, uh, Russell takes a drink. So after Rick leaves, she will actually get up and come sit down in his spot with y'all two and she'll be like, is he okay? Oh, I hope he spit takes. Well, it it's a bit of a long story, Russell says as he reaches for his drink. Rick, what did you do? <clears throat> it tastes like a cesspit. Me a d20. I'll leave this to uh, the DM caveat that's a 16 fortitude save. Um, you with a 16, you manage not to like spew all over the table or anything. Um, but you are definitely having a, a, a coughing fit now. <laughs> trying to get this taste out of your mouth. Damn. Damn, kid. Oh. <coughs> oh, I'm so glad you said kid, because if I would have thought, if Brigard would have thought you were poison, he would have instantly went to attack mode. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> oh. Karina's just like, uh, somebody want to bring this one in some water? Here, I have it, Captain. And uh, I'll cast Create Water in his glass. Whips out his dick and just pisses in it. <laughs> so, so Brickard casts Create Water over this glass. So the glass is filled and the entire table is drenched. <laughs> and this woman is just sitting there kind of looking amazed that people can be this ridiculous. It's a uh, magic's a new thing. I mean, to all of us, you know, travelers, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Captain Russell. I, I thought you were choking. I thought I was helping. I apologize. Uh, I'll, I'll clean it up, Captain. It's fine. A little water doesn't hurt the ship. Hopefully not. So, sink this ship one gallon at a time. I tell you what, Captain. In in all rights, the kid had us, probably had us all a little bit nervous, and it's his story to tell. But um. Uh, Let's just say that uh, an ominous note getting him to meet you somewhere alone while um, 
anyone else could have taken that completely different direction. He took it the absolute wrong one, I hope. <laughs> okay. Um, I just figured, well, he's not too far away from me in the timeline. So, I thought I might be able to get some information from him about the state of the world I left behind. All I know is um, he's awfully pissed off when he's asleep. Something about not catching the end of Game of Thrones. I don't know what any of that is, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Russell, I heard him once cry in his sleep over something called Endgame. He must have lost a captain because he kept calling out the name. Captain, no, captain. I'm sorry. She's just going to kind of shake her head and say that and walk away. <laughs> She's from 10 years before. It the timeline was there. She could have caught the yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, she she thinks y'all are just bullshitting her, though. It's like, she, she she's, like, flabbergasted at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just gonna walk back away and go sit down uh, back with uh, Baldrick and her crew. Hey, y'all. See you was nothing, Russell. Just a friendly chat among peers among same time zones. If I ran into someone from my time in my area of the world, I would be happy to sit and discuss what I've learned from them and what they've learned and could tell me of this era. I I figured about the same. He just just got himself worked up about his theory. Has a shit poker face. Speaking of... Um, I need to teach you how to play that game, Brigger. Uh, happily, yeah. I've, I've watched you play before. Perhaps I've picked up a thing or two. Perhaps. <laughs> he just always puts two cars down and asks for two more. Every time. Just Random thinking about <laughs> his poker face. Just... <laughs> Pulls up his his hand he's like oh wow I got a full house I race <laughs> are you saying he doesn't have much bluff skill <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what his bluff is but yeah um, after dinner Karina will retire to her quarters uh, still looking Somewhere between amused and confused by the lot of you. <laughs> um, I suppose Rick is over in one of the hammocks, probably off in a corner somewhere where y'all picked out to stay, trying to make himself as small as possible. Yeah. <laughs> you could easily strike up card games with the guys here on the ship, or dice <laughs> games, or whatever. Um, as the uh, the crew that that just came off duty is 
ready to relax and have some fun before they retire for the night. Yeah, that's um, that's how Rick uh, ugh, Russell's going to spend his time. He's going to try to get some gambling going. So Russell's gambling. What is Brigger doing? Uh, Russell will take the or not. He's a, Brigger. I was reading your bingo card again and trying not to laugh. Brigord uh, will uh, follow along and he'll try to learn. He he completely trusts this crew. Uh, Ramora put all of his suspicions at ease and he thinks everyone's just here for a good time. They work hard and they play hard. So he'll take this time to learn how to play cards as well. All right, Russell, well, you got a job ahead of you to teach this one all the oh, ins and outs of the, these games. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Rick. Yeah? What you doing? Hiding. <laughs> For all his tough acting bravado, he is hiding in the corner. Like, it, it's one thing... When you've got to jump on somebody and they don't have a crew of, you know, like 30 to 60 people and all that fun shit, you know? So, uh, why don't Brigard and Russell give me a couple of percentile rolls? Okay. Okay. To see how y'all do overall for the night. Uh, 82. Brigard actually does really well. Yeah, 89. How many? Alright. Well, evidently you're a good teacher, Russell. So, uh, y'all are both gonna pocket uh, 15 gold each. Woohoo! So, yeah, sir. I don't know. I don't want to be too greedy. Is there anything I can do with my profession gambler? I can't help but ask. <laughs> oh, you can! Um, if you want to make a the profession roll or slide a hand whichever um, if you succeed it it will up the amount of your winnings okay yeah. yeah 19 yeah okay so add 5 more gold to your winnings sweet Rick yeah from your corner where you're hiding you can see her door Make me a perception check. Uh, that is a 19 on the die plus doodly do 6, so 25. So eventually she's going to give up on waiting on you and you will see the lights go out in her room. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Now I just can't sleep. He'll... He'll... <laughs> get up and he'll go back over to the, the group and kind of hang around he'll stay on his feet so Rick is like pacing nervously behind y'all <laughs> Kit you're uh kinda kinda ruin the mood here you don't pace back and forth behind someone when they're playing cards Rick look at my hand <laughs> I'll walk around the burger and look at his hand. You, you see, he's actually 
doing pretty well. He's, he's got a significant little pile of gold building up there. Riff just kind of grunts, like, huh? So, uh, <clears throat> you just get back from seeing these nice people's captain? No. Over there. The lights went out, so. Ah. I just have to worry about everybody else. Muscles are gonna look around the table at the crew members they're playing cards with. Yeah, they, they just kind of look, give him this odd look. Oh, ah. Uh, Baldrick will speak up. Baldrick will speak up and be like, what the hell are you afraid of, boy? Like, Rick kind of just, like, locks up and turns and walks away. Russell. I, I was researching this spell called Paranoia. Maybe. Can you cast in your sleep? Say, I, I, I don't think so. Is that something you're supposed to be over by about the time you're 16 or 17? <laughs> well, I certainly ain't never seen anybody be so scared of a girl before, but you know. Russell just, just as he as he does dealing out cards, he was like, I, I just think it's got something to do with the year he's from. He does look straight flush, Russell. Rick will head up top. <laughs> All right, that uh, that was a pretty good one, Bricker. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Russell. So there, th- there's a crew on deck, of course, whatnot, but uh, they're not really paying you any mind. Okay. Uh. I just, like, I go probably near one of the masts and and stand there. Not the one that has a person on top of it, though. Okay. So Rick's gone and found a new hiding spot. Uh, eventually the evening will wind down. Y'all, y'all will take your winnings. Uh, Russell, you might actually be a little impressed at how well Brigger did. Bad, not bad. That's that's what fifteen for the night. Uh, nah, I'm not gonna be that mean. <laughs> I almost I had, had a- Russell. I had almost had Russell try to tell Brigard that it was five gold for the lessons. <laughs> he would have went for it. So I mean, I know he would have. <laughs> but, but Russell just a- kind of stops and doesn't do it. <laughs> I had a very good teacher, Russell. You've Clearly, I don't know how this will translate into battle, but your ability to deflect suspicions and age the reactions of the others is, is quite admirable. It's, uh, it, it comes handy in the fight. Not as, uh, not as, not quite as much as one would hope, trust me. So are y'all going to bunk down for the night, or what are y'all doing? Yeah. Yep. Rick. Uh, Rick is going to look look for a uh, uh, a period of time when nobody's really watching him, and he's going to swim for shore. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> um, he he's going to uh, take out his rope and like lash it around a couple of. Oh my god! And and like hide off the side of the ship. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit, Sean! <laughs> Make your checks to see how well you tie yourself in. Uh, what kind of check is this? Rope use isn't a skill anymore. It has survival, dear. From survival. It's a uh, survival or general dexterity or charisma, depending on why you're tying the rope. Six. <laughs> I got a six. So, you try to tie yourself into this rope and go over the side to hide, and the rope gives. <laughs> And you hit the water. Uh, Fuck! Briggers and Russell could make perception checks. Okay. Fuck! It'll be a, uh, a 24. 18. So, as y'all are fixing the bed down, y'all hear the cry from the deck Man overboard! Oh, shit. Running up towards the deck. So, uh, and a good bit of the, the crew that's down there follow y'all. Uh, and there are already people at, at, at the edge of, of the railing with ropes and whatnot trying to fish Rick out of the water. Uh, I'm going to cast light on a, a bit of a just grab a coil of rope and cast light on the rope itself. Alright. Uh, throw that down so he can see it easier. So here comes a rope that is actually lit up where you can see it in the dark waters. I'll grab it. Okay, are you going to try to use the rope to climb out, or are you going to try to tie another knot and let them pull you out? <laughs> I'll just try and hold on to it and climb, I guess. Alright, so make a climb check to climb up the side of this boat. Uh, 13 on the die plus. Yeah, you're six, fine because so having a rope to climb makes a climb check relatively low. So Rick climbs up <laughs> this rope out of the water, guys. Fuck. Oh, hell. I, I kind of stand up and kind of quickly move away and ensuring that I do not receive any knives in my back. No knives in your back. Uh, Baldrick is there and he's like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It slipped. That's all. And so I'm gonna walk up towards Baldrick and be like, it's... He had a mess of a time just a couple of days ago when we were, uh, when we were at the port. Yeah, it... I don't think he's slept right since, but it's to be expected. Huh? I think it was the first time he put blood on his blade. Oh, that'll do it to you. Come on, kid. Let's go bunk down. Y'all turn around and Karina is standing there. Fuck! And he jumps overboard. <laughs> Grabbing by the collar before it goes. <laughs> I wish I did choose a modern person. I could said, quick, grab Mr. Limpet before he jumps again. (laughs) 
drink. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> she just kind of looks at y'all and is like, he's not sleeping well? Well, I, I think we've all had a bit of issue with sleeping since. We're, we're still, uh, lack of a better phrase, we're all still pretty fresh off the boat. I mean, this one especially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, lack of sleep can can cause you to do some silly things. Um, yeah, take him and put him in my cabin. I'll bunk with the crew tonight. Fair enough. Thank you, Captain. <laughs> Is uh, she still right by us? Is she what? Is she still uh, near us? Oh yeah, she's right there. Okay, um, I'm gonna help him to the captain's cabin. I like to whisper something in his ear when we're a safe distance away. Okay. But I mean, continue the scene. I just didn't want to. Uh, she's 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 just standing there watching. Okay. It, it, y'all walk off, um, and she'll then she'll turn and start talking to Baldrick about something, but. Okay, I'll, I'll whisper, um, <clears throat> Rick, if you have any more doubts, now is your chance to get a good look at what she has in her cabin. Just be warned to not leave anything out of place. And please do not steal from the captain. And if you do get caught, we never spoke. I'll take Rick to the cabin, captain. I'll make sure he is in warm clothes while he sleeps. That would be good. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer him not to get my bed completely drenched. Of course, Captain. Press the digitation. Come on, Rick. Close. Yeah. Yeah, oh, of like course. I, I'll, I'll snap my fingers and dry off. So y'all take him down. And of course, if y'all want to stay in the cabin with him, you can. Is there room in the bed for uh, two large men and a child? Just <laughs> two out. <laughs> because uh, because I, I do want to say it just because I know the cast of not another D&D podcast are, are sur- surely going to listen to this one big bet one big bet <laughs> <laughs> there is a double bed so one of y'all could stay in the bed with him if you wanted <laughs> Russell's going to find a chair and Bruno's <laughs> fine with the bed I mean he just got used to beds and now he has to sleep in a hammock I think he uh finds beds better than hammock the the cabin itself is pretty nice she has a double bed in there she has some rather nice furniture in there a table and chairs and a desk and a chair for that it is it is furnished better than the what you saw at the temple this woman has uh, obviously spent some money with her furnishings rick searches the bed for poison needles Got a, got a question to run by you, kid. What? Just, just a little logic exercise. You, uh, you implied that uh, your daddy was the asshole that you're hoping not to be much like, right? Yeah, sure. What about it? Well, my daddy was the asshole. I was hoping never to be much like. Like to think I succeeded. Maybe uh, maybe our good captain's another apple that's managed to roll pretty far away from the tree. I mean, that would be nice, but seems like say that on on either end of that stick, I've got the short end. 
Can all of y'all do me a huge favor and roll an intelligence check? Uh, I got a 23 perception for what it matters. Uh, there are no poison needles in the bed, Sean. Well, I, I know that, but rolling high will also let him know that. It's a 10. Intelligence? 18. Uh, yeah. 15. So, it would actually occur to all of y'all. She couldn't possibly know who Rick is. He never gave a name. Russell knew this. He never introduced himself to her. It's magic. What? Look at it this way, kid. We've, uh, we're outnumbered. Best my, my count's about 14, 15 to 1. Um, we're distracted with uh, bystanders we're responsible for taking care of. And uh, they've got bigger guns, if you didn't notice. If this captain was after us, we'd be dead. Now, I entertained your notion here in the, uh, the spirit of companionship. And because you knew something I didn't. But in that time, me and Brigard had kind of gotten to know the people around here. And, uh, that kind of falling into my brand of, uh, scum and villainy. You know, the, not gonna stab you in the back or take advantage of you unless you're a mark or an asshole. And, uh, you're starting to make yourself look a bit like both. Rick, like, rubs his face. It's like... It's a long fucking story. Sorry. It's all good. No worries. You ever feel like telling it? You tell it. You don't. You don't have to. But tonight, you're going to get some sleep. And that's a small enough door that come hell or high water, me nor the big guy here going to let nothing through. You can count on us, Rick. I've been looking around, and uh, the captain's got cannons, but um, I'm the only person on board with a gun. So you rest easy. We're going to be paranoid for you for about six or eight hours. And come tomorrow morning, this is all going to be better, okay? All right. Good. Rick's going to lean back and in true cowboy hat fashion, kind of pull the hat over his eyes. And I'm Rick. <laughs> so you going to go to sleep, Rick? Oh, shit. I said Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Rick, Rick will lay down and try and get some sleep. Alright. Uh, I'm going to cast... Oh, wait, I don't know if... Actually, um, I don't have access. Which one of you is psychic? That'd be me. Russell. You familiar with the hold portal spell? Uh, yes, I believe I am. Yeah, let's go that route. If, uh... Well, shit, maybe... What you need? It's level. I can. I have it up now. I can read it if you need. What level is it? For a second? It's level one. Oh, then yeah, let's do it. All right. So, about halfway through the night, there would come a light knock on the door. Russell, stand up. Is it, well. Russell's going to look up and is Rick asleep? Yeah. Yeah. Then he'll dismiss the spell. 
and walk towards the uh, walk towards the cabin door. All right, when you open the door, Ava, one of the twins will be standing there, and uh, she'll be like, "I I don't mean to disturb. They they said Rick went overboard, and I was just going to check in and make see how he was doing." He's fair and fairly well. He's uh, I think uh, I think the events of the slaver ship got up in his head a bit. First time kid had to do real violence. I guess he's not from a very violent place. Uh, I don't rightly know that. That's the that's the story I'm going with. All right. Well, Amelia and I are not as well versed as Ardell, but we do have magic if if we need it if if he needs it if we can do something well Russell gets a grin hold on one second rolling a random d20 to see how wicked Russell is (laughs) yep well you know what I think I've got about all the sleep I'm gonna get in that chair and um I'm sure Brigard could use a break. He doesn't much like beds. If uh, you take over the watch, um, yeah. Uh, if you if you if you want, Amelia and I can stay with him. That'd be perfect. All right, just uh, give me a second to grab her. So she will run off and fetch her twin sister, and they will come back. Yeah, we'll we'll switch the guard over. All right. <laughs> Um, Rick, you can make me a perception check right quick. Make sure you take the minus for going to sleep. If there's any actual switching, Russell's going to lean over and go, You're welcome, kid. (laughs) So yeah, you do not wake up. So, about four hours later, though, you do. You come to, and you're sleeping between two naked girls. You recognize them. They're the half-elf girls from the temple, but... Wait, they were half-elves? That's yeah. another That's another mark on the bingo card. <laughs> then what? Like, Rick kind of just, like, wakes up slowly. Like, looks around. Sees this. It was like, good morning! <laughs> like, when she talks, it's like, oh, shit! <laughs> And he like jolts up and is just like, where's, where, where, what happened? What do you mean? When I went to sleep, you two weren't here, and those two were. Oh, you mean Russell and Brigard? Yeah. They. They kept watch the first half of the night, and then Amelia and I took over. Sons of bitches. Uh, th- this is taking guard? <laughs> we were watching you sleep. That's not creepy at all. Well, you fell overboard. You could have water in your lungs or all kinds of things. We had to keep close observation on you. And body heat is good for you. Uh, he just, like, rubs his face. 
It's like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. If you're grumpy this morning, we can fix that. <clears throat> if this was another time, I'd probably say yes. But right now, I need to go kick somebody's ass. Okay, well. <laughs> I guess we'll be in our cabin. If you get hurt, you can come see us. All right. I, I, I walk out of the cabin. Where are Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Brian? Who's Brian? <laughs> oh, you yelled Gramps. Oh, you said Gramps. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Russell's been waiting for this moment for four hours. <laughs> he is on the deck of the ship. Leaning up against one of the masts, talking to a couple of the crew or something if they're not busy. Alright, uh, you can make a perception to see if you hear him scream as he comes out the door. <laughs> Be a 16. Yeah, you hear him yelling. <laughs> Russell's laughing and walking towards the captain's quarters. <laughs> Brigard, where are you? Still sleeping? I feel like Russell didn't tell Brigard uh, just how funny this was going to be because he would have lost that four hours explaining it to him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you could make a perception with the minuses yep. for being asleep. Sure. I figure, yeah, he did shout too, so... Oh, that's not bad. 18 plus 624 minus 222. It's minus 10 for being asleep, but yeah. Oh, you, okay. okay. That's no, enough to 16. wake you up. Okay. That's, that's, that's sorry, enough to wake you up. Okay. For some reason, I thought I heard so, you say minus two for sleeping. I'm like, that seems a bit light, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, you. it's an, it's enough to wake you up. Because you are on the same deck as the uh, captain's cabin. Mm -hmm. and, and so he comes out the door screaming for Gramps. Russell's just going to head up the steps towards the captain's quarters. <laughs> Grabbing the rail. Now, Brigard, since you did not really understand the joke, you probably think he's yelling for Russell because something is wrong. Yes. Yep. Yep. Immediately, uh, uh, hand goes to my plus one scimitar, and I, I follow the... I go to his voice. So an armed Brigard comes around at the corner at you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, big guy. Rick is in trouble, Russell. He called for you. No, no, he's not. It's... Do, do I see where... Yes, uh, you see all this. To? You see uh, what's I, going I on. Start, I start casting a spell. What are you casting? Uh, real quick, I'm going to cast Cognitive Block on Rick. PvP. PvP. That's going to give his spell a thought component. Should, should we roll off? Uh, Y'all yeah, need to roll initiatives okay. to see who gets their spell off first. Fair enough. Uh, I rolled a 17 on the die. That's... You got me. Okay. Uh, 14 okay. total. That's 19. So what are you casting, Rick? Uh, Ray of Sickening. And I would like to flavor it as if it feels as if he has just been kicked in the balls and it does not go away. 
until the spell ends. <laughs> he, ha- he has to make he has to make uh, a saving throw. I'll say, was it fort save? Yeah, fort save. It's gonna be a uh, a thirteen. I save for first level spells is fifteen. Okay, <laughs> Russell crumples. You, officially, you're sickening. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. That was not the thank you I was expecting. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I, I walk over, pat him on the back. Should have said something. I did. You didn't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <sighs> You're welcome. Uh, just my ass. God damn it, Gramps. You had plenty of opportunity in the last four hours, boy. <laughs> Don't come up here looking for something you ain't gonna get. <laughs> he just pinches his nose. Get up. And I pull him up. Russell's laughing the whole time, stands up. So, uh, about how long is this bullshit gonna last? A few minutes. Okay. Actually, just a couple minutes. Fair enough. Game on. <clears throat> you won't know when, but you thought you were paranoid before. <laughs> Try me, Gramps. Brigard is lost. Poor Brigard has no clue what's going on, guys. I have a weapon drawn, and I don't know who to swing it at. <laughs> Rick called for help, but Russell's clearly the only one in pain. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be okay, Brigard. Here, let's go get some breakfast, and I'll explain explain the joke. Very well. Rick, are you okay? How did you sleep? I slept fine until I woke up. Better been damn fine. <laughs> it's not funny. Not funny. <laughs> Very funny. Are the girls still sleeping in? Are they still tired from last night? <laughs> well, <laughs> now, actually, uh, the the twins and the three girls from Hill Point will come out and sit down for breakfast. I just roughly pat the side of Gregard's face. It's like, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna sit with a particularly wide stance. <laughs> so y'all sit down for breakfast. Eventually, Karina and Baldrick will come down. And sit down uh, in their usual spots, but she will call down the table and, and ask you, so did you finally get some sleep, Rick? I think a little less nervously than he did the day before. Uh, yeah. That's good. We uh, don't want you falling off the ship anymore. Yeah. Wait, you know what? I'm just gonna... Are you going to kill me? Uh, didn't have any plans on doing so. Um, if you're up to something I should know about, you can go ahead and tell me now and we can make a decision. 
No, it doesn't have anything to do with now. Then I'm afraid you have me at a loss. Alright then. It's going to be a thing till it's explained to her. Good. I ain't explaining shit. I'm in a good place. Okay. Uh, I got a 15 cents motive on her to see if she's bluffing. You were in a good place. Now you're at a table. Thanks to me. She is honestly confused as to what you're talking about. Okay. Good. So then what did you want to talk about? Well, you said you were from 2019, right? Yeah. I thought you might be able to tell me a little something about what's still going on back home. I mean, some things have gone to shit, but moreover, it's more the same. What do you want to know? Well, I'm assuming that there was some media coverage when I disappeared. What kind of check do I need? Uh, you can do a local or a history either one. Local, because that's higher, and that is a nat 20 for a 30. Oh, yeah. There was... I, wait, I think... Hold on, let me double check. I swear to God, if she asked about that Game of Thrones you rant about... Yeah, 30. So, so yeah, there was a shit ton of media coverage when she disappeared. Uh, she was a well-known socialite. And her disappearance got a lot of speculation. Um, mostly tabloid speculation that it had something to do with her father and, and his business. Yeah, there's a lot of noise going on. So there's probably something to do with your dad's business. I suppose that makes sense. So as far as he knows, I'm, I'm dead. As far as anyone knows, your dad are missing. Alright. Frankly, missing ten years is dead. Uh, usually missing more than a week or two is dead. But yeah, usually when it comes to daddy and his colleagues, if you're gone more than a week or two, you ain't coming back. Uh, uh, Mafia tends to do that, I think. He was never fond of that term, but... Funness don't change much. Not really. Oh well, I guess I will go down in the history books next to Jimmy Hoffa, huh? Guess so. I never did find him. You haven't met him, have you? Who? Wait, who's Jimmy Hoffa? He was an old gangster. Went poof one day. Alleged gangster. Mm -hmm. wonder if people say he will go down in the history books like Russell Clark. Ain't no Russell Clark in the history books, so probably not. Damn. That might have changed now, though. Change how? Well, he was taken from his time period. But at the time Rick here's reading history books, he hadn't been taken from his time period yet. So after he disappears, there may be some hubbub about it. And therefore, it may be in the history books now. So we aren't taken from the moment of our death? That's That was the idea that I was operating on because when I was, just before I woke in that swamp, I was in a mortal, some mortal combat against a beast I've never fought before. And then I woke up, so I assumed it was, this was all death related. Nah. Were you testing your might? I was... Absolutely, I was. I, I've i never gone against this. I was down to only an arrow or two, and an axe or axe was chipped. 
You don't look very dead to me. Ah, oh, man, I was I was playing a card game. As far as I was known, as far as I knew, I was the only one who had a gun drawn under the table. So, I don't think I died. I went to sleep. Yeah, I was dancing, which must be really hard to explain to the people that I was with when I just kind of vanished in front of them. I don't remember anything about, like, any extraordinary circumstances about your disappearance. Even in the tabloids, I don't remember anything. Oh, God, sweetie, do you think anybody that knows my father would talk about anything? Fair enough. Talking to the papers would be a death sentence. Yeah. Hell, talking to the cops would probably be a death sentence. I'm sure the official story is something like, I excused myself to go to the ladies' room and never came back. Uh, something like that. Conflicting accounts, but what isn't? But no, dear, we're not dead. We just have a new way of life. I'm sorry, I was laughing at thought component. I was just oh, that. Yeah, I just saw that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rick has to pull, now has to pull out his phone and scroll through Instagram before you cast any spells. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that would be the next thing she would ask, is, uh, so what did each of you bring with you? Pull out my cell phone. Oh, yeah. I'll real quick throw the duster back, pull out the six-shooter, spin it, put it back. Nice. Truth be told, I got a pair of dice I'd rather have with me. Yes, I had a pair of dice. When we get to the cove, we can probably set you up. We got a guy there that works with Bone. Can make some real pretty things. I think his dice were probably extra special. What about you two? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I think I said a staff at one point, but I've not thought about that since so i'm gonna in my head think of some bullshit real quick i'm sorry uh, did okay I say, that's fine i don't think i said anything in the first episode either because i listened to the episode like twice uh <laughs> pull out my cell phone see yeah when you pull out your cell phone she'd be like well now that's something i hadn't seen in a while yeah it's not the newest but it works I'm able to keep it charged with better please tell me you have some decent music on it I have a lot of music on it. Oh, thank God. Decent's gonna depend on you. Anything that doesn't sound like it came from the Middle Ages. That I've got. I will play various musics. Does Brigor need to do a will save? (laughs) (laughs) This would all sound very strange to you, for sure. Uh whether or not you would be scared of it that's at this point no i i startled definitely um but he'll he'll watch everyone's reaction and realize he if no one else went and cut rick's hand off for having a demonic device he won't either (laughs) (laughs) can i use ghost sound to amplify it Mm -hmm. i use ghost sound to amplify it Brilliant. 
I can amplify it to a noise of eight normal humans. Hmm. Well then. Ghost sounds a lot better than I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it can be used for, for a lot of things. So, Burger, did you decide what you've got? Yeah, I think uh, from within his tunic, he's going to pull out a small wooden whistle that he had whittled. And it, uh, there was, I mean, I wrote that in my story that I wrote. Um, that I wonder if you want us to share with the people ever? I don't know, up to you. But uh, it's just a basic, a, wooden, a simple wooden whistle. But uh, when he blows on it, it has, uh, depending on how he blows on it, it makes a couple different bird sounds. Um, a soft one is a warbling songbird. Uh, a, a blast is a, like a screech of a turkey buzzard. And uh, he'll just hold it out. You know, it's he made it with his own hands. It's one of the first major bits of carpentry he's done himself. Well, what would be considered carpentry? No, that's not carpentry. Woodworking that he's done. All right. She'll she kind of nod her head and she'll be like, all right, well... I brought something through with me that uh, well, I kind of just been holding on to it for no goddamn reason. On shall come on, and she'll get up and start walking towards her cabin. Mm-hmm. Russell will get up and follow suit. Me too. But I'll make sure that Russell goes in first. <laughs> So uh, she'll walk over and open a chest and pull out a bottle, uh, which, Russell, you recognize immediately as some type of alcohol. And she'll turn around with it in her hand, and she said, uh, she'll say, this is what came through with me. It's supposed to be the best in the world. It costs, well, in our terms, Rick, it cost me close to $14,000. Fucking hell. 14,000. So, uh, who wants some cognac? Goddamn motorcycle. (laughs) Anybody up for a drink? I know that word. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, if you are offering it, sure. She's going to pour out a glass for everybody. This Uh, is the good shit here. Russell, in all your drinking, you've never come across anything like this. When uh, when Russell takes a drink, uh, Rick uh, does some warbly, floaty shit with his fingers, and uh, it looks currently like uh, that is going straight through him. <laughs> Rick. Russell's gonna stop, cast Purify Food and Drink. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not doing anything with the cognac. I'm making it look like you're pissing yourself. Kid? Your your pants be dampened. Prestidigitation? (laughs) It's just prestidigitation. Yeah. Fine. I will not arrange it for you to wake up with two beautiful naked women ever again. My most sincere <laughs> apologies. <laughs> oh dear. I'm not even going to ask any questions about that one. I've not had enough to drink. 
Rick just shakes his head. It's not about the girls. I'm sure it's not. Apparently. <sighs> you fucking you you fucking bailed on me. I didn't bail on you. I was inside of the door the whole damn time. Left you with two people that we brought with us. Well after any actual fears were long assuaged. But duly noted. (laughs) I should have been more careful when introducing myself. Didn't realize he was so close in the timeline. Just kind of shrug and go back to slowly drinking. So yeah, this is like the best shit any of y'all have ever drank. Yes. That's good shit, Captain. I don't say that about just anything. She'll hand you the rest of the bottle. You, uh... This is, uh... Your only... Your only thing from home, right? Honey... I didn't leave a damn thing at home that I want. I'll top off some glasses and... Who am I to refuse the request of a pretty lady? Now see, why can't we get more people like you through? Know how to be a gentleman. Southern hospitality. He's, He's from Michigan. Yankees. Oh god. (laughs) you rolled your eyes at that comment as you're listening sorry not sorry (laughs) Uh, well before i go on to rick's reaction uh when she said that she didn't leave anything behind uh that she cared about rick kind of like half-ass raised his glass at that. Uh, But after uh, Russell's comment, uh, prostitution can conjure small, crude objects. So, in the bottom of, of Russell's glass, I would like there to be a a little dong in the, in his glass, so that when he takes a, a nice deep drink, he he gets he gets a little something else going down his throat. <laughs> oh my god, <sighs> Brigard, save us from this mess. Russell's just gonna <laughs> kind of spit it back in his glass, look at it, and go. Well, damn. No wonder you weren't too happy about how you woke up this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Kern is just like, so, um, Ardell told me y'all are headed to Hilltop. That's the plan. Uh, Promise to get these ladies there and Frankly, that map we got said, don't go here. That's about the quickest way to get me to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, it's not a bad place? Uh, Captain. 
Yeah. The back of your map, did it have the same warnings as ours? And I'll pull out my map and turn around. Ten oh, years yeah. has gone by. Same warning? Um, well, a bit. Um, Hilltop was much smaller ten years ago. Do you know what caused it to expand so quickly in ten years? Knowing that only two different groups of people could have arrived in that time? It just really wasn't in place until, from my understanding, about 12 years ago, uh, Dravik settled there, brought his family, and started inviting others. And people who don't fit other places go there. Sounds like the right place. You'll learn that the most of the towns around here, they... Well, Rick, you know how in our world people could sometimes be rather racist. Yeah. Around here, you're more likely to experience that if, you know, you have horns or a tail or things of that nature. Or come from the underground. So, yeah. It's for folks like that. Could I ask, uh, what is the, I guess the term is actually racial makeup of her entire crew? I met the dwarf. Um, oh, she so. has all kinds all. Of, of, on this ship. Okay. Um, if, if you stayed up late enough to see the night crew working, you would see that a lot of them are like tieflings and such. Um, they tend to stay below deck through the day. So you would notice them sleeping in the hammocks and such. Okay. But yeah, really not a bad place. And uh, if y'all don't mind helping with a little errand, I've got a couple of friends over there. Need to get a couple of deliveries to. I'd pay y'all for it. Fair enough. Uh, how, uh, no offense, but you're the one who defines yourself as a smuggler. How legal are these deliveries? Everything's legal in Hilltop, baby. See, I'm loving this place more and more. I too would be more than happy to make a delivery for you. Is there any special care we need to take with the cargo? Oh, not really. Uh, Darlena asked for a couple of books, so uh, I've got those for her. And, uh, well. So we're talking parcels, not like crates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't want to have to make a trip up there myself just to drop them off. Could I sense motive that? Why she wouldn't want to go there? That's, it's so nice. Uh, ten. Uh, yeah, you're really not, not picking much up from her. You can ask her if you want. Yeah, um, you say it's it's not a bad place to go, but you'd rather not. Are you are you personally not welcome there? Oh, Dravik loves me. I can go there anytime I want, but I have a business to run. Oh, of course. Yes, you you are in a position of power. Of course, you would delegate out these mundane tasks. 
like I mean, I could get some of the crew to do it or whatnot, some of the people from town, but I figure if you're headed there anyway, you could probably use the coin. Absolutely, yes, yes. No no further questions needed. Uh, we are ready to... Well, I mean, I guess we're nowhere near the shore to say this, but um, yes, of course, I'd be happy to. Ain't got a problem with it, especially if it's banned. As nice as... Uh, as nice as the girls are. I'd prefer to have something I can actually use. Russell's just gonna put his head in his hands. <laughs> Everything in this world pays in one way or another. You just have to be smart about it. Like Russell, you're short-sighted. You give, you give, you give that up, Captain. He's not even. Ah. Oh. Hey, what is it in the ten-year gap between you and him that the barter system became not a thing anymore? <laughs> Most things in our world are paid for in cash or in favors. Um, favors, see, I knew. Maybe the girls just aren't the kind of favors he enjoys. Rick, at this point, Rick sighs. <laughs> Rick hands Russell his glass, pats him lightly on the cheek, and walks out of the room. Is there still a wiener in his glass? <laughs> yes, there is still a wiener in his glass. You should probably see a doctor about that. Uh, Karina will just kind of chuckle and look at you, Russell, and go, he's young. <sighs> I notice. Not like younger though. In our day and age, you don't even qualify it as an adult in most places till you're somewhere between eighteen and twenty-one. Really? Yeah. Oh. Do they coddle people in your time? It makes sense now. From the looks of him, I'd say he didn't grow up with a lot of money. So, he probably didn't get to have as much fun as a kid as I did. So he's Ah. making up for it now with all these new toys and tricks he has up his sleeves. And I'm going to wink at Russell as I say up his sleeve, because I know that trick. He's, uh... (laughs) He's just got some growing up to do. Rick's going to go uh, bang the twins. <laughs> Preferably as loudly as possible. Okay. <laughs> they have no objections to that. Do you want me to cast enhanced diplomacy on you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, he is going to attempt to stay with them for the remainder of the day. Cheetah's Grace. Yeah, make a contract. Bear's Endurance. Bear's Endurance. Bear's Endurance is the one he needs, because he needs to make a contract if he's going to try to be up in there all day. That's an 11 plus 2, I think. So 13. Yeah. I'll give you half the day, sweetheart. Well, he can take a rest. (laughs) And then go back to it. Yeah. He's just proving a point. Not at all a juvenile thing to do. Yeah, no, no, no. that'll show them. Not even a little. No. I'll show how adult I am. 
<laughs> Shouted from the other room. Is this adult enough for you, Russell? That was a thinker. Oh shit! Gone and made a monster. (laughs) He just discovered he had an addiction. Yes, well, he is your monster. I'm going back to work. Uh, uh, enjoy the one, rest of that bottle. Uh, Captain, uh, one last question. What? Mm-hmm. How young do people come to this world? Have you seen children arrive? I've never heard of any children that came through the portals. I've done so, some research into it. To people who've come through in the past because you know we all register at the fort and uh i don't know it, it there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of rhyme or reason from the folks that come th- from our world but uh if you want to hear an interesting story ask darlena about how she ended up here when you get to hilltop darlene okay i will and uh, may i use you as a the Native American is going to ask if he can use you as a reference. Um, <laughs> That's who we're taking the books to, Brigard. Yes, yes, yes. I was uh, just hoping to smooth out diplomatically things if I was able to use her name. Like, you know, uh, Captain oh, said yeah. I could speak to you about this, how when amenable she is. I woke up in the swamp. Darlena and Travis were there. Oh. We were all three from different worlds. But, uh,. And they both ended up settling down in Hilltop. I think Travis stayed there because the work for him was similar to what he was used to in his world. As uh, the world he came from isn't a lot different from this one. But Darlena came from some place. Oh, it's even so much further advanced than the time Rick and I came from. Really? Yeah. So it, it was an adjustment for her. And uh, the place she comes from was very... Uh, well, the women are in charge there. And since Hilltop is populated by a good bit of drow, she felt comfortable around them. Neither Russell doesn't have anything to say about this matriarchal society? No, Russell's done a fair bit of reading on uh, on different species and stuff in his time at the fort, so he kind of already had, had his head wrapped around that one. Okay, cool. And uh, he's also from Old West and the South. Um, that's a bit more matriarchal than people give it credit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was just setting up for a character moment, but okay. (laughs) You don't fuck with mama! (laughs) So yeah, uh, Darlena's story is is pretty interesting. Um, On her planet, they're not just taken the way they are, the way we are. Really? Yeah. They sign up for it. 
So they understand exactly what's happening then? No, not really. Um, they know that every so often a light is going to appear in the sky and that people are going to disappear. And instead of it being random, they have a council that decides who to send. Um, the best way I can describe it, I suppose, is you ever heard of the primitive cultures that would put somebody out like a sacrifice? No. <laughs> well, there are cultures that do that. And <laughs> You're looking awfully guilty there, Burger. <laughs> Sometimes there wasn't enough to feed the people through the winter, so to make ends meet, we had to shorten the amount of stomachs in our village. Well, I don't think they do that on her planet. Yeah, I don't think they do that. Do it on her planet in order to get rid of stomachs. Uh, but they give people who, for whatever reason, don't like their life there the chance to sign up. So yeah, that's how she got here. Wow! She walked into the light. Hmm. I don't even remember a lot. Neither do I. But maybe that's because in our world we're like not conscious of it for whatever reason, not okay with it. Who the hell knows? Our government may know about it. You never can tell. That would uh that would take a lot of uh, a lot of advancement between my time and yours. There was a lot of advancement, trust me. I just mean in government. Well, I don't know. One side can tell what the other side's thinking now. I mean... I don't know precisely what the government was like in your time. uh, But I would be hard-pressed to name a world government in my time that wasn't just rich, corrupted old men. Well, it was pretty much much the same. I mean, uh, you know, civil war. Before my time, well, I was I was I was young, uh, but now they they much well put themselves back together after all that yet. Well, by the time I come around, there's been two world wars, a cold war, and constant military skirmishes over something. Yeah. Oh, damn. So in short, no, they never did get their shit together. Oh, I don't think they ever will. When the world's run by people who are driven by nothing but greed, you can't fix things. So yeah, I'm better off here. Oh, shit, I guess if it's never going to get any better, I guess I'm not going to complain. Dude, I hadn't done much of that already, or yet. I suppose I won't start. Well, the nice thing about this world is society still seems to be young enough you can have a hand in help shaping it. <laughs> There's no centralized governments, really. Every town rules themselves. So, if you don't like what's going on in one place, you can make a place for yourself. Set it up the way you want it to be. That's, uh, that's why I ran out west. 
So, who knows? You may love it at Hilltop. If you don't, you can try the next town. If you don't like it there, you can find a piece of land and say, hmm, gonna build my own place. That's what I did with Cove. Well then, I may just have to come and check that one out. That's where we'll be putting ashore, so. But as I say, I have work to do. You have a bottle to finish. Aye, aye, Captain. So she will leave and go on up on deck. Um, the two of y'all can clearly hear sounds from uh, the cabin across the hall of Rick proving himself an adult. Well, I think I'm going to go walk <laughs> on deck. I don't know about you, Rick. <laughs> yes, I feel... I feel oddly out of place. I can barely hear you speak to me. So yes, let's let's go above deck. <laughs> Perhaps I'll try out the, the gust of wind. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tracy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, I would just like to remind Sean that uh, Daddy Oak did offer to let me fire you from all podcasts and him take over. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, so y'all go up on deck Rick is down with the girls and the cabin oh. and that is where we're going to wrap up for the night the middle of the sea <laughs> pierced by the shrieks of half elven girls and pubescent Males. <laughs> Actually, how old are you, Rick? He's 19. 19? 19, so... You said 19? Yeah. So 10 years ago, at the age of 9, you were paying attention to the the, the mob bosses. You are a strange character, John. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't feel that necessarily he was paying attention at the time. Okay. But, uh, like, it... It's probably some shit that he dragged up at some point. Cool, cool. I'm looking forward to the fan theories. As Russell's walking back on deck with uh, Brigard, he's going to go, 19. You wouldn't believe it, Brigard, but I actually had my first degree by the time I was 17. (sighs) Hell. And he's going to drop back into his southern accent and just keep walking back towards the deck. Y'all guys are great. <laughs> Must have been awfully cold if you only had one up to that point. <laughs> Sean? <laughs> You're a brave man, Sean. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. You can find me do other tabletop RPG podcasts over at HexgridHeroes.com. I'm currently rebooting a Starfinder campaign, and I'm the voice of Pokemon trainer Cory in Pokemon Seichao. Over there, I also sit down with a couple of my friends and we discuss how a 
horror movie can be used in a haunted house setting. If you'd like to hear me talk more about horror movies, I also do a horror movie review podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. It's right there in the name. How to Survive a Horror Movie, where we talk about movies like Legion, Hush, and Quiet Place, and we talk about how the people in the movie could have survived this better, and what would be our perfect sequel. That's all for me for now. You never know I'm going to have another project, so follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Don Buley. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control, control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, you zone guys probably the, like the zone. Ever, you guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elma's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.